When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. going happy thursday i hope you are thirsty for some pro wrestling punditry because we are slamming it into your ear holes here today with the very final winkly ever we're done we're dead we're killing it we're putting it in the ground i'm your managing editor of wrestling nick nick hausman joined here as i am and i have been for a long time now every thursday it's justin labar justin welcome to the final winkly ever it's the end of an era it certainly is. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's gone along on the ride with us here the past 18 months or so. Uh, three days a week with the Winkly. It's been going so well. You guys have enjoyed it so much. We've watched our numbers increase. We decided to expand. So starting this Monday, the Winkly becomes the Wrestling Inc. Daily. We are moving on out of this RSS feed. We have our own feed, the Wrestling Inc. Daily. You got to go subscribe to that because uh, next Tuesday we won't be here. But you can find us next Monday over on the new feed, The Wrestling Inc. Daily. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get a couple people that are confused. Where are you guys? Where's the show? Don't be lost out. Don't be left in the cold. The Wrestling Inc. Daily. It's got its own feed. You can also follow us at Wink Daily over on Twitter. That's where we're going to be sharing the latest shows, engaging with you all as fans. We're going to read a couple tweets at the end of this show, as we will do for all shows going forward. And if you really want to show your love, head over to the ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wrestling Inc. store. Buy the brand new Wrestling Inc. Daily t-shirt. Sport that around. Take a photo of yourself in it. Uh, we'll all be wearing them very soon. I'm going to be sending one to you soon, Justin, so people can see what they look like. They're pretty fly. I like them quite a bit. So uh, you can I, go get one. I, I, yeah, from the, from, from the design I saw, I like it too. You know what the thing is, Justin? It's all black shirts in pro wrestling. You know? It's just a field of black shirts. I wanted something that popped. It was a little more happy. We have this beautiful Carolina blue that the logo sits on, and it's just makes me so happy, Justin. I love it. Well, and if you wear it into an arena at a wrestling show, as you said, it's a sea full of black. You stand out. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, let's be honest here. It's a very uh, attractive color. Maybe you'll make a good special friend that night. We can get to that here. We got a blue juice spot a little bit. Maybe we'll bring the shirt back up. All right. Um, we uh, we also this uh, last thing here on the uh, the daily the wrestling Inc. daily because we have an RSS feed. If you want to go over to the iTunes page, leave a five-star rating, leave a nice comment. Uh, I went over yesterday to check it. We already have a whole bunch of people doing this, Justin. I was very impressed by oh. how our fans have been oh, motivated. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We've already got a handful of uh, uh, nice comments on the iTunes page. Uh, we had a bunch of five-star ratings. Then we had one guy who left a one-star rating, and he really thinks I suck. And you know what? That That's fine. That's fine. But we need more of you out there. To counter his one star, which brought us to like a 4.5 star, I'd like to push that a little higher. But you know what? If you if you want to give us a five star and then tell me I suck, I honestly, I don't care. That's a fine out. It's just the one star and you suck. That's a real, that's like a one star on a lift ride. That's a real punch in the balls, you know? 
Well, I mean, he's he's obviously listening. How else would he have known to go to the new feed? Thank you. And we were pushing to leave comments. So he's obviously listening. So joke's on you, pal. Yeah, thank you. The comment helped us find exposure in iTunes. The one star, I don't know if it helped or hurt, but it hurt. It hurt our star rating. So anyway, I don't know. You can tell me I suck, but please give us a five-star rating, at least if you're listening. That's all I ask. So uh, Also, and if you want to have a party, because we don't suck, we're awesome here at the Wrestling Inc. Daily. And we, we rock here at Wrestling Inc. in general. We're throwing a free Royal Rumble viewing party at Replay Lincoln Park this Sunday night. Starts at 4 o'clock with the kickoff show. 6 o'clock is the pay-per-view. Uh, they are all in on these pay-per-view parties. We are getting more retro vintage arcade games in the bar. It's a it's an arcade bar. You can play all the arcade games for free while you are watching uh, the Royal Rumble. There's like 30 pinball machines, bunch of flat screen TVs. All of it's free, no cover. You just got to be 21 and up to come on in, enjoy the drink specials, and watch the Rumble with us this Sunday. Uh, and uh, lastly here on this show, before we get to the news of the day, uh, I do want to say after the news of the day here, we are going to have our last bit of original audio for you all out there. It is our pre-impact wrestling hard to kill media scrum with Moose. And uh, this is a, it's, a, it's always nice catching up with Moose. And at the end, um, Moose has had some uh, critical things to say of the pro wrestling media. I'll say that politely. Have you noticed that, Justin? I've heard a thing or two. Okay. Well, I, uh, they say, oh, we got time for one more question at the scrum. Everybody kind of took a break. I jumped in there. I had, I said, you know, what's up with that, Moose? Why, why do you seem to be so aggressive towards members of the pro wrestling press? So that is actually the last bit of original audio you're going to hear on the weekly. There's a little combativeness there with Moose over the pro wrestling media. And I think that sets a good tone as we roll into the wrestling Inc. daily. No punches pulled here, Justin. I wonder if it could be uh, more entertaining than when I was uh, 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 constantly in the Steelers locker room every single week. And Ryan Clark once called all when he was still a player. Okay. Ryan Clark, the safety, once called all of the media turds. Mm-hmm. And now, fast forward some years later, Ryan Clark is one of the most uh, active NFL analysts on ESPN. So he's now part of the turd community. Well, you know what? There it is. Don't eat your tail like an infinite uh, mill- millennium snake. I think those are what they're called. Or hoop snakes. Uh, let's get to I it know, here. I don't, deal with, I don't deal with snakes. They got no legs and they move. They don't mess with it. I read that that coronavirus that's got everybody terrified, there may not be a wrestling Nick daily, period, because we may all just be going into global quarantine. But uh, I heard that originate. It's possibly originated from snakes, this new virus did. Again, snakes, no legs, they move. I don't trust them. I don't trust them either. Snakes are spooky. Uh, all right, let's get to it here. News you can use. News that'll leave a bruise. Uh, we are going to start here. Uh, with some fallout from last night's episode of AEW Dynamite and the second week of their bash, uh, bash at the Beach episode. This was pre-taped on Tuesday night. Uh, it was a, it was all aboard the Jericho cruise. Um, I didn't read the spoilers, so this was all new to me. Uh, before we get anything coming out of it, Justin, this felt just cool to me. This whole episode just felt very cool. If I was watching this, which I was, I totally forgot NXT existed. It would I watched it this morning. It was a lot more of what I had been getting from NXT. Last night's AEW felt really special, I thought. Yeah, they pulled it off. Uh, that, that, I mean, that could be a challenge doing a show on a cruise ship outside. Um, but yeah, they pulled it off. It looked good. It sounded cool. Uh, the, the, the audience was constantly energized. Um, uh, you know, I mean, they, you know, the, the, yeah, I, yeah, they really did pull it off. I mean, that, that, could, that, could, that could go um, 
for as good as it came off, it could also be really bad. You know, when you when you go outside of a, a controlled environment, like an arena, and you go outside onto a cruise ship. There's no there's no telling the number of things that can happen, but it, it looked really cool. Yeah, and then when you put it side by side to NXT, and even though AEW was taped, um, and NXT was live, yeah, when you put it side by side, it's just there it was definitely a, a cooler aesthetic what? to AEW. AEW just looked like a party, right? I mean, you had some great gifts coming out of, of that. Of course, MJF going into the pool, classic bit right there. But uh, of course, the big news coming out of last night's show: new tag team champions crowned Kenny Omega and Adam Page. They defeated SCU for the the AEW Tag Team Championships, and after the match, Paige like grabbed a red solo cup from somebody in the crowd, and then they crowd surfed him around with the title, drinking the cup. And dude, that was that was awesome. That felt like ECW, the best of WCW. It was just a, it was one of those moments. It was like a, it was like Janela jumping off the ladder onto Moxley in that original uh, No Holds Barred match or Lights Out Unsanctioned match. It was just a, a clipping. A moment in time there for AEW Dynamite's first year. I thought it was such a great moment there. Yeah, and it certainly seems like we'll probably be building, I guess, now to them as tag team champions up against their their friends, but yeah. maybe some dissension in the ranks of uh, the Young Bucks. I, I'm glad that they've pulled back a little bit on the Adam Page as a raging alcoholic storyline. I, I They obviously haven't pulled all the way back because there were still some allusions to it last night on the show, but I... Well, really... How could you how, how, how could you pull back that story when the guy's on a crew, on, on a booze cruise? I mean, come on I now. Just, you... I just, you know, it's not like we've gone over on the show here. It's not my favorite angle to have people's real life or fake addictions uh, to alcohol or drugs brought into a storyline it just is never it's never historically paid off well but then again these guys are doing a lot of things differently um and speaking of different the observer uh, had a, a little mole there on the ship uh that informed them that cody told the crowd on the jera cruise that aew is going to be a part of next year's cruise which will be february 1st to the 5th and they are going to be there doing a live episode of dynamite kenny omega went so far as to tease the idea of a six-man championship tournament as part of next year's cruise to maybe uh, crown some new champions that is a uh, very cool news they've got a year to pull it together but uh you have you been on a cruise ship before justin not like that no you're not like oh you've never been on a big cruise you've never taken the family on a cruise you're just not a cruise person i uh, know i am i know I, I i love the water i grew up with the water i just i've never done a, a cruise i've i've, I've vacationed in in, in in many islands i've just never done a cruise huh. uh, you know going port to port grab the grab the kiddos grab the wife <laughs> Time to go. I hit the seas. Cruises are fun. Family cruises. I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I don't think so. I'm going to Aruba in May, but I'm not taking the kids. Okay, fine. All right. Well, whatever. Well, having been, I've done quite a few cruises in my life, and uh, it is, it's like a big deal when they show like a live football game on a cruise ship. I remember like there was some big college football game on like one of the cruises I went to, one of the last cruises I went on, and they were like, you know what? There's so much hype. Go up to the main deck. We're going to project it on this side of this giant screen and we're going to have a live show into this football game. And it was it was raucous. Everybody was on the hook. It is very what I'm getting at is it's very difficult to stream live from a boat like that. It is a very bold endeavor for them to say they are going to do this. It is very, very tough to do that. Yeah, no, there's a ton of factors of, of trying to be live. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they got a year to pull it off. and I'm sure they learned a lot just by doing by tape. Um, you know this is this past week but uh, yeah i mean hats off to him and how do you feel about uh potentially uh in introducing a six-man championship uh into the aew uh universe uh maybe i don't know i, I depends let me see let me see let me come that time next year let me see the state of their 
their trios in, on the roster. Let me see what that is first. I, I, feel like I don't want it to be a bunch of, I don't want it to be a case of they try to force it and they force a bunch of singles guys together that don't feel like an organic trio or faction. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's a year away. And see, that's what I think, too, is right. Like, it's, it's you know, an interesting direction to go the trios route. And, you know, they got SCU. You could do Elite, uh, Dark Order, you know, Jungle Express or Jurassic Express. So there are some trios there. But for my money, man, I, I would rather have some kind of secondary singles title first. You know, it, it's, it's not bugging me. I'm not watching AEW like there's not enough titles. But if you're going to do another title... Uh, give another singles guy a chance to shine a little bit. I think MJF, had he not won that ring, had he instead won some kind of like custom title or new title or television championship, that's not something somebody does. I think he would have just maybe given it a little bit more heft, you know? Well, but maybe, uh, maybe they've learned by watching WWE and watching, you know, WCW. I mean, maybe, you know, yeah, traditionally there's always been that, at least that one singles mid-card title for a lot of years in the NWA and WCW was called the TV title. You know, that was kind of a mid-card title. And then there's also the U.S. title. You know, WWE for the longest time just held strong with just having the IC title as their singles mid-card. But, you know, oftentimes, depending on how you're, how you're booking, that singles mid-card title doesn't really stand out. It just becomes, I mean, you know, when was, you know, we always talk about how the stretches that WWE goes through with the U.S. and IC title uh, of it, you know, what, what does it matter? What does it mean? When does it get defended? Um, so maybe AEW figures, you know what, let's keep the one singles title being for a world champ. That is the singles competitor. Everything else could be gimmick. Everything else can be yeah. tag titles and six man. Ta- and, you know, here's a women's, but you know, maybe that, maybe that's an approach to take to keep the only male singles title being and, and, and female singles title being the world title. Yeah. Um, well, and I don't know. I, there's something about the TV championship, like where if you have to defend it, every episode of the TV show or pay-per-view, it's a gimmick. Nobody really does anymore. It's different. You know, so there's there's ways you can kind of uh, present a, a unique other singles championship that doesn't have to have the same kind of stipulations as the world. Um, so anyway, preferences, I suppose. Uh, and last but not least here, as far as the Jarrett Cruz news goes, uh, Booker T was asked by a fan on Twitter why he was on the Jarrett Cruz and why he was not on WWE backstage this week. To wit, uh, Booker T responded, because I'm a grown-ass man and I do whatever the F I want. Boom! Mike drop, Justin. Well, he's not wrong. No. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, because Booker Jericho, they go back to WCW together. You know, he's got a lot of friends on that boat, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially a lot of friends on that boat. Think of the amount of people that have ties to uh, to Booker T, whether it's WCW or WWE. I mean, yeah, why? it's a, it's a cruise, and he's not. What, what's WWE gonna, what, you know, what is WWE going to do to him? They got completely... Well, you know, I... blacklist him and take him out of there. You know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, he's a grown man. Go, 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 go. It's not like he. It's not like he showed up and appeared on Dynamite. You know. Yeah. Well, and, and Booker, he's on. He's got that Fox deal, right? So he's kind of like Punk, I guess, in a way where you can, you don't have to worry about WWE necessarily firing you if you've got a contract with right. uh, with Fox. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, Booker T. I love that. The only thing missing from the end of that was because I'm a grown ass man. I do whatever the fuck I, or f I want. Sucker! I was uh, I heard it in my head. Uh, well, anyway, hey, uh, before we get back uh, to the news, because we have a lot more to uh, get to here today. Uh, also, we got to hear from Moose here later on. Um, but but before we get to any of that, um, hey, uh, Justin, do you remember remember the days? Remember remember when like you used to just be able to go all the time in the bedroom? Like as because we're 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 in our mid thirties now. We're not we're not twenty somethings at this point, you know. 
yeah, I, I miss those days, you know, or, you know, now as you get older and then you got kids, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for that Carolina blue. That's all on that, that on that wrestling Inc. daily oh. shirt. You're looking for that Carolina blue to be, to be that aphrodisiac. That's right. So that way you can enter at number one in the Royal rumble and you can stand the test of time. You can go the hour distance. Yeah, you know, I hadn't even really thought about the Carolina blue chew, but you're right. I look at these new shirts. We've got the fresh, vibrant life in them and i'm like wow that that really kind of gets me going and i want that kind of performance all the time i mean you talk about having kids justin i mean that's a huge you know you got kids you got you got like five jobs right you come home tired right you're you know sometimes it's like you know a little bit extra confidence you know would would help from time to time and i'm sure there's a lot of guys out there right now that are listening to this and they can relate the same way so uh hear us out bluechew.com they bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know, the, you know they work. Those are products you know, Viagra and Cialis, right? Familiar? Exactly. These but, are some but, but, you, but this is an easier, but this is easier and, and a better situation of how to get it and how to, and how to, how to intake it. This isn't, this isn't like a truck stop. You know, at a truck stop, you go there, they got Jack's All Night Express or whatever they call it, the made-up stuff. It's just like uh, yeah. coffee No, this, this, is, this is, Blue Chew is prescribed online. And they'll ship right to your door in a discreet package, so you don't got to go schedule a doctor's visit. Don't got to do you know wait in the line of the pharmacy. No awkwardness. Yeah. So I mean, and, and even better, it's chewable. It's chewable. They have different types, so you can do a little do a little research on their website, bluechew.com, and you can find out what it is you like. You know, if you have kids and you got to find that perfect window of time, right you know, there, there's boom. a chewable that might pinpoint that perfect window of time, so you're ready when it's time to be ready. When, when that, that buzzer goes, four, three, two, one, er, it's your time to enter the Rumble. You're ready to go. Yeah. Maybe you want to have a little bit more long-term planning. Blue Chew's got you covered there. You spent a lot of time thinking about this, Justin. I, I can tell. And, like, here's the thing. I, I like the fact that if I'm full and I've eaten, like, a, a steak, like last night I had my first tomahawk steak with my girlfriend on our anniversary, and I was very full, but you take a little of this, and that energy, it, 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 comes, it comes to you right in that moment. But you don't even have to eat. You could do this on a full stomach. Had I not had my steak, still could have taken it. Same kind of energy. Uh, now, these right here, the Blue Chew, uh, it is made in the USA. And uh, since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than going to a pharmacy to uh, to getting uh, you know these kinds of uh, these prescriptions. So Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door. Uh, like Justin said, discreet packaging. And right now, we've got a deal for all of you out there. If you visit BlueChew.com, you're going to get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, Winkly, W-I-N-C-L-Y. Now, that promo code is good longer than this show, which will be dead here today. We will probably get a new promo code, but that promo code, they're not going to get rid of it. You can still use that promo code anytime you want. Get your first shipment free, W-I-N-C-L-Y. You're just going to pay your $5 shipping fee. And again, that's blue com promo code Winkly. You can try it. It's free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper faster it is the choice for you and we thank them very much for sponsoring this podcast blue chew carolina blue chew is what they're going to rename it after us justin and it's going to help you get a five-star rating yes that's right leave a nice comment you know that's the thing is when you're done in the bedroom your significant other is going to go to your personal itunes page of sexual reviews leave a nice review and a five-star rating dumb (laughs) all right (laughs) Let's get back to wrestling. Let's talk some more pro wrestling here. we got a couple more news items to get to here before Moose. Sports Illustrated is reporting that Lance Archer is in high-level talks with AEW. Archer is currently 
not under contract to New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he's able to negotiate with other promotions. He is uh, 43 years old next month. He's currently scheduled for New Japan's tour in the U.S., which begins uh, this Friday in Tampa and runs through February 1st in Atlanta. No word yet on when he might start with AEW. Obviously, they're all on a boat right now, so they'll get back off the boat. He'll do this tour at New Japan, and I guess they would all sit down and try to hash something out here. Um, but Justin Barrasso is a very strong source. Somebody intentionally wanted this story out there, I'm guessing, if it got dropped through Sports Illustrated. First of all, would you agree with that? Uh, I would agree, yes. Okay, somebody, yeah, so either Lance or maybe Cody's making a play and trying to say, oh, we're interested in you or whatever it may be. Barrasso is a very interesting playing field to do that with over there at Sports Illustrated. Now, look, I'm a, I'm a big Lance Archer fan. Murder Hawk, he's been out here at Warrior Wrestling several times. Uh, I've gotten to know Lance a little bit. I was very impressed with this uh, G1 match in Dallas to kind of kick off the whole G1 tournament. He'd been buried, not buried, but he'd been in that tag team with uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, as part of Suzuki Gun for, for so long. You know, you'd, you'd lost sight of him as a singles competitor. But once Davey had to come back or decided to come back, join MLW, Lance was left alone to really prove himself again as a singles competitor. And it's been a really, it was a really interesting 2019 for him. I would love to see him, uh, you know, honestly, I'd love to see him in AEW, but I'm, I don't hate what they're doing with him in New Japan either. I think he's, they're, they're treating him really well there. So I don't consider this a given that he, he signs with AEW inherently. No, it depends on what he's looking for in the next three, four years. I mean, he's 40, he's almost 43. You know, uh, we've seen guys like QT Marshall and Billy Gunn who, you know, kind of like our part-time performers, you know, are kind of like special, you know, special on-screen ta- on, on performers when needed. Um, you know, even Dustin Rhodes, I guess, but, you know, that are also working backstage, helping helping the younger guys and girls put the matches together. So, you know, if if that's something he wants, if he wants kind of that backstage, that, that office, quote-unquote office security of a job, then that might be, hey, AEW sounds great. If he wants to keep you know, 100 miles per hour as a on as a as an in ring performer, then yeah, maybe it's uh, sticking with New Japan. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Lance is in great shape. If you've seen him wrestle recently, or if you've seen any of his New Japan stuff, uh, or any of the stuff like I said, Oreo Wrestling, or any of the stuff he's been doing on the Indies, he does like a couple indie appearances. Um, dude is moving, and he reminds me of like uh, Undertaker in his prime, right? Like like night maybe not 43, but like 38, 40 year old. Undertaker, uh, I guess I'd probably peg him somewhere around mm, 2000, 2008, right? That's like when he was having the matches with Shawn Michaels and stuff. Like Lance Archer moves like that to me. And uh, I really just, I have I have high expectations wherever he goes, but I do think it's worth noting that New Japan did really right by him. And traditionally the people that New Japan is traditionally, with the exception of like what happened with the Bucks and Kenny and everything, and Obviously, relations are not great between those sides at the moment, but uh, largely talents that have been taken care of by New Japan and have got a second wind. Uh, they've tried to be loyal unless they get a, a huge money el- uh, deal elsewhere, you know. So anyway, yeah, I mean, Gallows and Anderson, another another bunch that sure you know, came back. So, but those, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, see what happens. But yeah, but you're right. He, uh, you know, for a little bit, I've seen him. He is he is a very. Um, uh, agile, well, well-moving uh, big guy. Lance has just been there for a while. I guess Carl had been there too, but AJ Styles kind of popped in and out, and then he was over here. Shinsuke was a big grab for them, so I guess it's not you know it's a case by case basis here. But I know that I know that Lance is not unhappy with the way uh, New Japan has booked him, and I wouldn't be shocked at all for them to make a play and, and keep that guy. Uh, NXT. Um, there were two buzzy kind of news items coming out of the show last night. Um, 
Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle, uh, they're going to take on the Grizzled Young Veterans next week on NXT in the Dusty Classic Finals. Both teams made it into the finals. Uh, and also, Keith Lee won the NXT North American Championship. Uh, this is a great for Keith, first of all. CM Punk said it on Tuesday, you know, this guy could win the Rumble, run with him, do something. Obviously, they decided to put a title on here with him. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where WWE knew that AEW was doing a title change because they already had the results. You don't think that may have played into the idea for them to counter with a title switch of their own, do you? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they probably knew they were going to put the title with Keith Lee anyways. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, here's the problem I have with this. So, you know, great for Keith Lee. And then, you know, Riddle and Dunn. First off, the tag team, the Dusty Finals. Why? Why is the Dusty Classic Finals not this Saturday? Dude, I had to you know, cause, I had to correct myself when writing the run sheet. I was like, oh, they're going to face off at the, the World's Collide. And then I was like, wait, I don't remember hearing that in your head, Nick. Go look it up. It's not. It's, yeah, yeah, it's next week. It's weird. And well, and, it, well, and never mind. You know, we talked about it yesterday. It might be a small percentage, but it is out there. The fact that, again, this is one of the more unpredictable and more interesting Rumble seasons. And... The fact that NXT could or could not be, we they, they really kind of have been vague. But the fact that could be NXT stars in the Rumble, um, and the fact that, you know, Riddle even you know, put a little tease out with a picture yesterday of, of a confrontation with Brock. You know, right. there's, there's a little bit of hope of like, oh, seeing Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar, seeing a Keith Lee, you know, and, and then now you kind of, at least to the smarter fans, you kind of kill that because, at least to me, you're like, all right, well, Matt Riddle's not going to do anything significant if he's there at all for the Rumble. Because he still has unfinished business to finish his tag team tournament next Wednesday, whether he and Dunn win it or don't. And I don't, by the way, I don't think they will. Uh, and then Keith Lee, again, great for Keith Lee, but you give him a title again. All right. Well, I don't think he's going to be projected in, you know, injected rather into something greater. I don't know. It, it just, it just bugs me. I don't, I don't know why the Dusty Classic, and I'm not, I'm, I don't know why the Dusty Classic isn't wrapping up on Saturday. This makes no sense to me. Yeah, agreed. Also, because I don't really think the Dusty Classic has like grabbed people. You know, I think their ratings no, will be. No. I don't think that I think their ratings will be as about where they were the week before. I don't know, maybe even a little lower. I didn't think that there was like a real high energy to NXT last night, especially when I'm watching both shows. I'm like, AEW looks like somebody you know could throw up in the ring here at any moment because of the party they're having or whatever. I do think that what's there's... that going to what's what's that going to say if a taped AEW show was able to beat a live NXT? But the, you know the thing is like it's a, it was a taped show. I I I freaking run the site. I like I even I am able to tiptoe around like reading the spoilers. You know like little things I can do without reading everything. I think there's a lot of people. You know I'm going to sound really old right now when I say this, Justin. But when like the internet first came out, right like. All of a sudden, people were like, what? You can get spoilers this easily? And there was, like, this huge rush, right? And there are still a lot of people that gobble up spoilers. But I think as time has gone on, people, like, consciously... Because, you know, it's like a thing on social media now where people don't spoil things, right? Or else you get in a huge amount of trouble and people just rag on you. I think that there are less people that seek that stuff out now, um, like they did maybe a couple years ago. And I also think there's something to just be said about... If you're going to do a pre-tape show, it better be for a damn good reason. And if you can give people the aesthetic of what they saw on that boat, I, I think that it justified doing the pre-tape, you know? No, I, I think I would agree with you. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't think there's as a uh, – I think in this day and age of um, – it's not just wrestling. I think in this day and age of now when people can binge watch things and now it's much more common for series and, and movies to get 
you know, release all at once. Um, and they leave it up to you to watch at your own device rather than having to wait for, you know, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. on this network. Yeah, I do think that we as a culture are much more um, conscious of not spoiling things for each other because everybody's watching at their own pace. So I do agree. I think uh, AEW being taped is a lot uh, less uh, you know, of an important deal versus, you know, SmackDown being taped 10 years ago when it was taped every week. And I feel right. like I know a lot of people who just read the SmackDown spoilers and maybe would tune in if something really, really good was going to happen. Um, but, but, but I don't know, be even still, you know, and even still, I just, it, it'll just be interesting if, 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 uh, if an, you know, NXT went on the air last night, knowing what AEW is going to show. So NXT had the choice to do anything they wanted to do to try to feel, you know, they knew the order in which, AEW is going to bring things, you know, so they, they had that ability to know the play that was getting ready to be called and to <clears throat> what have you. And it wasn't a bad NXT show. I do yeah. think they've been booking handcuffed. They've been handcuffed booking wise because they had this damn tournament to follow through with. Sure. Um, but that, that's my point is that, you know, NXT could have done anything. They knew what AEW was going to roll out. And so if a, if a, if a, if a taped AEW show beats a live NXT, which I think it probably will, uh, that'll be just interesting to digest. Can you imagine if like Brock Lesnar just shown up to make a statement and like laid out riddle mm. and just left? Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, you know, again, it, it, it's, it's, it's the last, it's the last NXT episode before the rumble. You know, they kind of were lackluster in their rumble build on raw. I mean, again, Brock and Heyman built it up, but you know, we noted how it just, you know, they, they put the Lana Lashley stuff in the main event spot. You know, so they could, yeah, they could, they could have, if they wanted to, they, there's nothing stopping them that, you know, Randy Orton could have popped up in NXT on Wednesday, Brock Lesnar, whatever they, 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 that's what I'm saying. They had it, they had a chance. They knew exactly what AEW is going to un- unload and exactly what order that's a, you know, it, it's, they, they could have Morrow, Morrow could have gave the spoilers out on the air, a la Tony Savani. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could have done anything, you know? So I don't know. MJF's going in the pool. That'll put butts in the seats, right? <laughs> right. You right. Know? Right. Oh, uh, they're gonna put the oh that drug hangman page. He's getting a title. That's a good message for your children. Put that show on. Um. Yeah. No, I don't necessarily think you needed to cross that line, but um, I do just think I in in my gut I can't help but feel some within WWE. I don't know if it was talent. I don't know if it was management. <clears throat> maybe a combo of both. But coming out of Survivor Series, NXT was so hot, I wonder if there was a sense that it was beginning to overshadow the established stars they had on Raw and SmackDown. They're like, well, we need Seth Rollins to be the biggest star here. Keith Lee is coming out of nowhere. Uh, Matt Riddle is coming out of nowhere. We've we've got too much invested in the Fiend Bray Wyatt right now. We need to, to keep these guys at a prominence. And so for that reason, NXT did not get that same attention going into the Rumble so that they could focus more on... They're raw and SmackDown talent. I mean, am I am I is my tinfoil hat secured too hard to my head when I say something like that out loud? I don't think that's completely uh, out of line, but I think it's also I think it would also be I, I would anybody who felt that way in WWE, I'd also then remind them, hey, look, um, you know, the Fiend and Seth Rollins are still drawing more of a gate for you. They're still going and touring arenas three, four nights a week. Um, and selling, you know, mer- you know, it, it's it's not like again that that you know the NXT stars they they are stars and they're on USA every Wednesday, but it's not like you know, but they're inside a full sale where you know no no pain admission goes to WWE. It all goes back to full scale scholarship. So it's not like you know, I mean, any, anybody gets insecure thinking, oh, the, 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 these NXT guys are starting to overshadow our bigger investments. Well, your bigger investments are still going out there and earning the gate money that you need to earn. You know what I mean? Like they're still drawing for you. It's 
you know, until NXT starts touring arenas, which I think they're going to have to do this year. Right. Sure. Well, and again, it's just like even when even your counter to it, you know, making the case that these guys are going to go out, they're going to still sell. But you know, I think that there'd be management that would push back and say, well, <laughs> these live event sales are down. These guys could be bigger stars. We would like the fiend to be even bigger than he is right now. Or Seth Rollins and uh, Kevin Owens to be even bigger than they are in this moment. These are the guys that we've invested so much time and money into already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. uh again, that's why I said it yesterday. It, this is just the dynamic of having the three brands all on you know, USA or Fox, AEW is competition, you know, XFL is getting ready to start up. So there's always question about where Vince's attention, and, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, despite his, his belief that he can do everything. Uh, and this is just a very, this is one of the most interesting rumble times. Well, one of the most interesting road to manias ever. Yeah. Uh, and lastly here, uh, coming, uh, uh, coming out of NXT, uh, PW insider. And this has been confirmed by the way, by pro wrestling sheet. I was like on my Twitter feed as we were starting the show and it's sad to just confirm this. Uh, there was an internal memo sent out within WWE, uh, to call the NXT women's championship, just the NXT championship. Now there's no word on a for our SmackDown is going to do that change as well, but the NXT UK women's championship is now just the NXT UK championship. So we have two NXT champions now, uh, Rhea Ripley and Adam Cole. This is something Becky Lynch had talked about on WWE backstage on Tuesday night about how she felt like the having to label it the women's championship already kind of pushed them back. Like they don't have to call it the men's championship, right? So what do you think about this move here to drop the word women's from, uh, you know, what is ostensibly the women's championship of NXT. Um, I, I think it's, I think we're getting, I think we're getting a little bit too sensitive and a little bit too, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't called, it's not called the NXT men's championship. Just be, <laughs> See, but I would prefer Look, that. I would prefer that instead of dropping women's, just add men's. I think that's fine. Two NXT champions? It, I don't know. In my head, that, and maybe it's just because I'm a little OCD, that's going to get confusing for me, you know? Right. And, well, and, and because Raw and SmackDown have the luxury of having their separate, you know, so it's the, it could be the Raw women's champion. I, I, I don't know. I, whatever. I, I think this is a little bit too, like, this is a push for equality a little bit too. I don't know. It does, it just seems dumb. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not derived. It's the NXT Women's Champion. Yes, women are competing for it. It's not that, that's, that's well, not a derive. I don't know. I also wonder if this is a reaction to the Tessa Blanchard thing, an impact, right? Where they're like, "Well, we don't want to get lost in this moment and have somebody else start charging in that direction, so we're gonna uh, ungender or we're gonna gender neutralize the championships now." I don't know. I I think we sometimes we just try to get too sterile these days. I'm not sure. I don't okay. care. All right. Well, hey, look, Becky, Becky pushed for this. She got what she wanted here. Obviously, there are some women here that are they're pushing for this. I get the the logic behind it. I think it's confusing having two champions with the same name and everything like that. I would prefer to just add men's to the other one. Um, but but there you go. I guess according to Satin here, this is the direction we're going here. We'll see how it plays out. See if it gets confusing. Maybe it's just maybe it's just so that, we're older. So that means you know. So, so that means on Sm- that means on SmackDown, there's a universal champion. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a there's a women's champion on SmackDown. But then on Raw, there's a WWE champion and another WWE champion. Well, there would be on Raw, there would be the WWE, champion, WWE champion, right? And then I guess you could call the women's champion the Raw championship, right? That would make sense. You could call the women's SmackDown championship just the SmackDown championship. Then you'd have the World Championship, SmackDown championship on SmackDown, 
and then uh or no you'd have the universal and women or universal and smackdown championships on smackdown in the world See, it makes no sense. <laughs> in the world and the in the raw championship on raw it's easy you know it's easy yeah. who's on who's on first who uh no what okay anyway uh let's do he's on second base we got a couple rumble updates here entrance wise uh pw insider reporting that naomi naomi is scheduled to be in houston for the rumble word is going around that she'll be back shortly and that she'll be sent to smackdown where the usos are uh when uh when they return uh natalia announced on the bump that she's gonna be part of the women's rumble and kofi confirmed that he and Big E are going in the rumble also on the bump so the big one here would be Naomi, I guess, coming back. That'd be a bit of a surprise. We haven't seen her in a while. I think she'd get a great reaction. Um, and, you know, look, the women's rumble is just so wide open. She could win. Charlotte could win. Shayna could win. I have no idea who's going to walk out of the women's rumble the winner. Uh, I guess, I think. Who do you think it's going to be? Ronda Rousey. You think it's going to be Ronda? Yes. And that's why they've just, like, not even, like, attempted to... Because I think there's something like 23 spots still available in the women's match. <laughs> they haven't announced anybody for it yet. Yep. Ronda. You're going Ronda. Okay. I'm, I, you know, I'm going I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Charlotte just because she announced first. And I think that that would... I think that she'd be a very fine winner. But Ronda's your pick, huh? I haven't thought about Ronda. Okay. Natty will be in there. That's good for Natty. And then Kofi and Big E. You know, when you talk about surprise winners here, confrontation. I mean, it looks like we're going to get Brock and Big E in the ring at the same time. That's uh, going to be a pretty cool little pose down. That's one that I've always wanted to see. Okay, and you got to have Kofi in the Rumble. Kofi always every year with his, sure. with his annual, how is he going to save from elimination spot? It's great. Man, what if Big E was the one to eliminate Brock? That place would go nuts. Big E would go nuts. Could you imagine the hip gyrating that he would be doing? I love their podcast, by the way. It's hilarious. Biggie is a very funny man. Slapping meat, sir. He is. Uh, all right. And lastly here, uh, the Championship Wrestling of Arkansas Indie Promotion sent word out that Jerry Lawler did defeat Matt Riviera in his much-hyped title versus career match this past weekend at their No Surrender event to become the new CWA Arkansas Heavyweight Champion. At 70 years old, Jerry Lawler is holding gold. His title is not done. Uh, congratulations to Jerry. He's he's a champion again. This man will never man. stop, right? He, <laughs> this dude loves wrestling and just that love and passion of wrestling uh, mixed with uh, mixed with uh, young vibrant women, McDonald's and a diet coke. It just keeps him going. Seventy years old, man. He is just going strong. Okay, um, as you guys know, I'm Moose. Um, I have a big matchup coming up Sunday. Hard to kill. Um, the gore versus my spear. And um, I have tons of respect for Rhino. I mean, he's a guy that I grew up watching. Um, I loved everything he did in his time with ECW and his run when he left ECW with the company up north. Um, yeah, so tomorrow is going to be a big opportunity for me to prove to all the viewers and the whole world how great of a wrestler I am and um I guess I get to hang that rhino mantle in my basement when I decapitate his head 
usually you're the larger guy in the ring, but I think with Rhino's uh, power and his girth, he kind of evens things out. How does that change how you kind of plan out things mentally when you're looking at opponents, you're looking at putting together the best match? I'm still the larger guy in the match. Uh, I'm at least a few inches taller than Rhino. Um, but Rhino's really wide. He's wider than me. So, uh, I mean, he's a stronger guy. I mean, he's probably um, stronger than most of the guys that um, I wrestle on the regular. But um, I believe that I'm the greatest big man in professional wrestling. I've said that before. I'll say it again. And Rhino will get to understand that tomorrow. Um, you mentioned that you have great respect for Rhino. But on TV, you were the one who approached him and confronted him. Um, regarding you know his, his wrestling and kind of his stance uh, where he's at in his career, what compelled you to go toe to toe to Rhino, even though you you have this admiration and respect for him? I mean, just because I have respect for somebody, that doesn't mean I critique their work. Um, I saw what he did when he went against Rob Van Dam. I beat Rob Van Dam, so I figured, hey, you should have called me. I would have gave you some pointers. I mean, that's what I told him. He got pissed off about it, maybe because he thought it was true, but. One thing you don't do, you don't piss off a moose. And Sunday, he finds it out. Uh, Nick Housemith Wrestling Inc., uh, your character has evolved, or you've evolved so much in your time at Impact Wrestling. I was just wondering if you could talk a little about when the light bulb went off for you, that you needed to do something different, and kind of what you've become and who you are now in the ring. Um, I think when I first started with Impact Wrestling, I was um, comfortable with what I was doing before I got to Impact, and it was easy. and. Um, it got to a point where I talked to some of my mentors and some of the guys who work here at Impact Wrestling, and they pretty much told me if I wanted to take that next step in being a better wrestler, this is what I need to do. And I thought about it, and um, I have so much more to give the professional wrestler that the old Moose wasn't doing. And um, my new attitude just shows um, how much charisma I have and I get to talk a little bit more and how good I am on the mic and my presence in the ring and my swag and um, so I, I felt like it was the right move for me to make to um, grow as a professional wrestler. Yes. You mentioned wrestling RVD before and wrestling Rhino. How much for you does it mean to wrestle Legends of the Ring that you saw coming up. And number two, it seems like you're, you're, you're kind of settling into this whole just because I'm young doesn't mean I can't teach you a thing or two with them. Sort of like legend killer, so to speak. There's a guy who already has that moniker, so I'm not going to try to steal that um, from him. Um, what I will say is, it seems lately I've been the hitman for ECW um, greats. So, um, I mean, name an ECW great, I'll probably beat him twice. Um, I beat Tommy Dreamer a number of times. I beat Sabu. I've, hey, if Sandman comes back, I'll beat his ass with his candlestick. Um, and once again on Sunday, tomorrow, hard to kill. Um, I get to do what I've done time and time over in the past and be the never ECW great. Sir. So myself being from the DMV, much like you. Yeah. Um, you talk about being one of the greatest big man in professional wrestling. But 
How do you take the pride of being amongst one of the greats in the DMV, considering other names like Kevin Durant, Mike Beasley, Michael Phelps? There's tons of great times coming to the area. You're one of those names that you bring up. Man, the DMV knows how to breed us, man. Um, DMV makes some great talent. You just named a few. Um, um, and then when you go in the wrestling world, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, Dave Batista is from the area. And, um, I'm sure there's other great guys, great wrestlers that's from that area. And, I mean, um, I think it's something in the water down there, in, um, the old DMV, you know. Um, and, I mean, this part of the reason why I strive to be so great because um, it takes me back to my upbringing, you know. And I, I think that's what we all probably have in common, um, everybody from that area. There's already been a lot of talk about 2020 and what that means for you know every wrestler and kind of their goals and ambitions. Um, specifically, what are you hoping to accomplish in 2020? Um, hmm. I've never really thought about what. I'm not the type of guy who makes goals for the year. Um, I'm the type of guy who makes goals for each pay per view that um, upcoming pay per view. So to answer that, that question, um, 2020. I mean. I can't really say for the whole year. I can tell you what my goal is for Hard to Kill. Um, first and foremost is to defeat Rhino. Um, second of all is to have a better showing than I did in the last pay-per-view I was on. And um, I think that's pretty much what it is for me is every pay-per-view or every time I step out to the ring, I want to be better than the last time I was out there. So. Um, that's what's in my mindset right now. Um, I know there's guys who come out here and be like, oh, I want to be champion and, um, in this year. I want to be Impact World Champion. I want to be Impact X Division Champion or Tag Champions. And I don't like making those, those kind of goals because I feel like, um, okay, if you're the world champion, you're still a crappy, shitty wrestler. So what does that do? Um, but so every time I go out there, I want to be a better wrestler and a better performer in the ring that I am, that I was prior. So that's always my goal. You talked earlier about your evolution on camera. One of the things you mentioned was your promos. And that's something you've gotten more and more comfortable with. And we've seen more of your personality come out over the last few year and a half. Is there anyone or anything that you account to that other than just repetition? Is there someone who kind of helped guide you or maybe stuff you were watching that you were taking bits and pieces out of after researching old promos? Like, where, 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 what do you think led to the growth in that aspect of who you are? In um, I think me, Quinn Ojanago, which Quinn is my real name, is a really fun guy to be around. Um, I'm a fun guy, like Kawhi Leonard says. Um, but no, I'm, I'm a real fun guy. I'm real, um, people like to be around me. I'm charismatic. And I felt like when I first got the impact, I was trying to be this tough guy and I'll kick your ass. And I, like, I feel like in wrestling in 2020, everybody are tough guys. And um, one thing that I do, and I've been doing lately in the past few months is um, going on and going to the archives and, and archives and watching old wrestling from like 90 and 92. And there wasn't a lot of tough guys. It was a lot more character and it was character driven. And there's not a lot of character driven guys in wrestling in 2020. And so that's one thing I told myself that I'm going to, I don't want to be a tough guy anymore. I don't want to be an ass kicker. Or I don't want to be, oh, look at me. I will power bomb you and I will 
cause chaos. I don't want to be that guy. I want to show personality. I want to be fun. I want to have swag. I want to have an attitude. I want to mean something. And that's pretty much what my whole um, evolution was. Thanks. Great. Uh, I'll ask something that's a little meta. Uh, You've certainly tweeted out some things critical of the pro wrestling media uh, in the past year or so. do you say those things to get attention from us, or do you have genuine criticisms about the way that business is being done covering You wrestlers? would have to tell me what actual tweet, like, because, I mean, it depends. Like, um, some stuff that I tweet, I actually mean it. Some stuff I tweet, I'm in character. So you would actually have to tell me what the tweet is, and I can give you a better answer to that question. Okay, I, I mean, specifically, I know that I, he's not here, but you and Bix have certainly gone on it in Twitter, and I know you have certain issues with the way he's covered the business and others. Uh, yeah, so one thing that I do, and I feel like I'm one of the um, the older guys on the roster, is um, I feel like I'm like the protectant of our roster. And one thing I, I absolutely hate is when people talk down Impact Wrestling. And, I mean, who would like for somebody to talk down about your job. Um, none of you guys are like that. And I, right. I'm here every weekend and I worked I work my ass off with the boys and girls in this roster and to have some journalists say that Impact Wrestling sucks or Impact, that's a slap in my face and I'm not going to tolerate that. I don't care if it's Dave Meltzer, I don't care if it's Ryan Sand, I don't care if it's Biggs or whoever that guy is. I don't know who he was, but um, he said a few things about the company that I worked for that was I didn't feel was true and I felt like it was demeaning, so I had to say something about it. Thank you, Justin, for joining me at the top of the show for the very final Winkly ever. Uh, Justin is not going anywhere. Justin will continue to do the news of the week with me every Wednesday and Thursday over on the new Wrestling Inc. Daily. Go over on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. The Wrestling Inc. Daily, it launches on Monday. It is going to be five days a week. Michael Weissman will continue to kick the week off with me. He's moving to Mondays. On Tuesdays, we're going to have Second City ETC's EJ Cameron. And uh, again, like EJ is on to put things into perspective. Okay. So like if Chicago comedy or comedy in general was the WWE. Okay. So like second city is the main roster, right? I guess SNL would be the main roster. So second city is like NXT. Okay. Like it is, there are six spots available on the main stage production for Second City, and there are six spots available on the ETC stage for Second City. Those 12 people, those people are the ones that get to audition for Lorne Michaels. They get to do all the stuff that, that he, you know, you get to commercial work, everything. Those 12 people. EJ was on the last ETC show. He's one of those 12 people. They liked him so much, they're bringing him back. So he is, he's doing back-to-back runs at Second City. I cannot stress to you enough how very, very funny EJ is, and he's just a huge pro wrestling fan. He comes over and watches me all the time. You will love his voice in the room. Come aboard for that ride. And then on Fridays, we're also adding uh, After Buzz TV's Christy Olsen, former NXT ring announcer. She also does After 83 Weeks, so she has also done a podcast with Eric Bischoff, much like I have, so... Maybe there will be some Bischoff stories that come up, and we'll have some very unique perspective there, I'm sure. Um, but uh, Christy's great. I'm very excited to have her in the room as well. And uh, honestly, this is just a dream team for me. Going five days a week, 
This is what it's always been about, getting to this moment where we could do this with our own RSS feed. Uh, again, five-star ratings, nice comments are what we need right now to push through the weekend. Tell a friend. Go subscribe. The party starts Monday. I'm going to have a new entrance theme song. The whole deal. We're going all out. It's going to be crazy. New things. Go find us on Twitter at Wink Daily. Uh, engage with us there. Oh, you know what? I promised that I would read. I would read some tweets here from the Twitter account to end the show. So yesterday, by the way, Justin, we were at what seventy three followers yesterday. We're at ninety eight today. Ninety eight. Just flying. Oh, for the new Twitter account, great. Yeah, the new Twitter account. We're at ninety eight. We're almost at a hundred. So if you go over there right now and you follow us, you could be lucky number one hundred. Um, let's see here. Last night, um, we had we had our poll. I should probably get more organized with this as we go forward. Well, first of all, we tweeted out how unhappy we were that Britt Baker took that pot shot at Tony Schiavone. Did Schiavone really work at a Starbucks? Am I missing something here? I think he did. Well, whatever. You shouldn't shame people for their work. That's awful what she did. Um, so uh, from, uh, from Parts Unknown, at Micah uh, S34 said... You can talk without teeth, uh, suggesting, I think, that she uh, she take her own teeth out as a dentist, that Brett Baker remove her teeth. Um, and at Justin Canadian said, Mick Foley, uh, he does a good job of that. Of course, Mick is also missing several teeth, and he can keep talking. So anyway, a little sample there. Oh, wait, we had a, I did have a poll. I want to read my poll. I had a poll here. I asked everybody their favorite member of the inner circle. 225 votes, 63% said Chris Jericho. Second place, Sammy Guevara then proud and powerful, and only 8% Jake, Jake Hager. Dude, Jake Hager, he hasn't wrestled a match yet in AEW, has he? He has not. Oh, man. I bet he gets a bunch no, they, of they, they're, they're really They're really preserving him for whatever they finally roll him out. I don't know if it's because of uh, <clears throat> MMA obligations or what. but Yeah. He's going to get a lot of heat, I think, when he, when he finally does wrestle. Uh, so anyway, join us over there. We'll be uh, live tweeting some of the time uh, during shows. We'll just be doing stupid jokes, stupid bits, all that type of stuff at Wink Daily. We'll incorporate uh, responses from that into the into the new show. Uh, go over, get the Carolina Blue shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wrestling Inc. And also on Monday for the debut episode, uh, one of the most buzzed about pro wrestlers at the moment, we got him on Monday, Killer Cross, me and him. We go 25 minutes. We talk all about his upcoming MLW debut, why he picked MLW, why Tom Lawler is going to be his first opponent, uh, what his contract likes with, looks like with MLW. Who else he's talking to? What does he want out of pro wrestling at the moment? Come in, uh, come back Monday. You'll find out. Uh, and uh, last but not least, of course, Sunday, replay, Lincoln Park. Uh, come join me and all of our friends, Ross Berman, Freelance Wrestling, Warrior Wrestling, uh, free arcade games, beer, beer drink specials, not just beer, drink specials. Uh, it starts at 4 o'clock with the kickoff. We go until uh, the show's over at 10 or 11. And uh, there's no cover. As long as you're 21 and up, show up. Free to watch the pay-per-view. Free to play all the games, all the pinball you like. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Justin, for the last time here on the Winkley, what do you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap the show up for good? Yep, give me a follow at Justin Lavar on social media. Uh, the Saturday, uh, my wrestling reality podcast, I'll go in-depth on all things Royal Rumble. So if you liked some of the Rumble takes and, and jabs I had today, I'll give you much more of that. That'll come out Saturday morning. So go uh, hit subscribe there. And, uh, yep, looking forward to our new endeavor next week it's been uh, this has been fun and i feel like uh, this is only uh this is only only the beginning
That was Taps is performed on a harmonica. And for this and all a bunch more dumb bits, come find us over on the Wrestling Inc. Daily. I am at House Rebel over on Twitter. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for all your patronage. I cannot wait to bring you all along on this new ride. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. <laughs>